As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. From Charlotte, North Carolina, you're listening to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Hank Hanegraaff, president of the Christian Research Institute. The reason the Bible Answer Man is on the air is to defend the Christian faith, proclaim the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to teach discipleship to his followers, because life and truth matter. For more information or to order equipping resources, call 888-7000-CRI, which translates to 888-7000-274, or go online to equip.org. That's equip.org. The following program was pre-recorded. And now, here's your host, Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. Another reason that we do what we do is we want people to get into the Word of God, to, to mine the riches of the Word of God, to meditate on the Word of God, and, of course, to memorize the Word of God. This is one of the reasons that I'm going through the Gospel of Matthew And uh, we stopped doing that a little while ago, almost a month ago, because of COVID-related issues that depleted uh, some family members and staff, but we're right back at it. When last we were in Matthew's Gospel, we were talking about Jesus and John the Baptist. But right now, our Intent is to focus in on the woes, the woes that Jesus Christ proclaims to, to unrepentant cities. In fact, one of those cities 
is the very city in which he lived. So let's pick up in Matthew chapter 11, 20 through 24, where Jesus begins to rebuke the cities, the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. And he rebukes them because they did not repent. Says Jesus, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For, for if the mighty works, the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes, very much like what the city of Nineveh did. But I say to you, continues Jesus, it will be, be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to the heaven, will be brought down to Hades for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this very day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. I find these words to be more than chilling. Because Jesus had been doing mighty works, works never before experienced upon the earth. And yet in the, in the midst of his works, two cities on the shore of Galilee, Chorazin and Bethsaida, along with the very city in which he lived, a place replete with people he had rubbed elbows with, in which he had displayed the quintessence of miracles, these cities refused to repent. Jesus is demonstrating that he's God in human flesh, and they refuse to repent. And thus says Jesus, their judgment their judgment was going to be even greater than the judgment of the twin cities of Tyre and Sidon. In fact, greater than the judgment of the notoriously evil city of Sodom. And here, once again, we see that there are degrees of reward in heaven and degrees of punishment in hell. And this, this is by no means conjecture. Because Jesus here, as in other places throughout the scriptures, throughout his earthly sojourn, leaves no doubt that not all existence in eternity is equal. God is, well, God is perfectly just, and each citizen of Capernaum, just as each citizen of Sodom, will receive precisely what that citizen deserves. And this is far from an isolated pronouncement. This is the unified testimony of, of the whole of Scripture. You can check out the Psalms, the Proverbs, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. 
You could look at New Testament passages, including 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Colossians, Peter, and Revelation. And you will find the same sentiment communicated throughout. For example, Solomon says, He who formed our very breath will render to each person according to their works. And St. Paul's words in this regard are particularly sobering. Perhaps you can recall them from memory. St. Paul says, Because of your, your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath. This day, this day when the righteous judgment of God will be revealed. God will give to each person according to what he has done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. What is crystal clear regarding Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum is that with greater revelation and responsibility comes greater judgment. In fact, Jesus overtly warns the Pharisees of his day that they would be punished most severely because they displayed willful hypocrisy. Scripture as a whole ratifies the common sense notion that not all sins are created equal. For example, speaking of his betrayal by Judas, Jesus said to Pilate, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a, and here's the operative word, he's guilty of a greater sin. As Judas' sin was greater than that of Pilate, so it stands to reason that that murdering someone created in the image of God is a far greater sin than, than thinking a murderous thought. Obviously, every sin is an act of rebellion against a holy God, but, but some sins carry far more serious consequences than others, and thus those sins receive a greater punishment in this life as well as in the life that is to come. Tragically, tragically, people in the cities in which Jesus revealed his very glory are destined to experience that, that very reality. Though the words of Jesus, however, are specifically directed at them, we ourselves must ponder them soberly. For they apply to you, they apply to me as well. When we get back from the break, we are going to continue with the biblical text.
But I hope that as I'm going through Matthew's gospel, that you will take the time to read these very passages for yourself, to ponder them, and to use them as a catalyst to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into you. As always, I want to thank those who stand shoulder to shoulder with me in the battle for life and truth, and it is a battle. Thank you. Thank you for providing the resources that make this ministry an ongoing reality. We're adding so many new things all the time. I've started doing Hank Unplugged Shorts. If you don't know what that is, check it out on the web at equip.org. We'll be right back in just a few moments with more of the Bible Answer Man broadcast. So please don't touch that dial and, 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 and maybe even start getting a little ahead of yourself by, by opening up your Bible and reading Matthew chapter 12. You've based your understanding of today's sensitive social issues on the Bible's truth. Mainstream culture not only sees these issues differently, but calls you bigoted for rejecting views they've deemed self-evident. So how do you witness Christ's love to those ready to write you off as hateful? Be sure to read Joe Dallas's new book, Christians in a Cancel Culture, speaking with truth and grace in a hostile world. To receive your copy, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org. We'll be back in just a moment with more from Hank Hanegraaff. Hank Hanegraaff has dedicated his life to defending truth because truth matters. Yet an encounter with Christians in the underground church of China left Hanegraaff contemplating his Christian experience. They were experiencing something beyond truth. They were experiencing life. Truth Matters, Life Matters More by Hank Hanegraaff is two books in one. Because Truth Matters, Part 1 equips Christians to defend the essential truths of the historic Christian faith. In Part 2, Hank explains why life matters more and how we can experience the height of human existence, union with God. Prepare to move past intellectually knowing about God to experientially knowing God in Christ. To receive your copy of Truth Matters, Life Matters More, The Unexpected Beauty of an Authentic Christian Life, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. With over half a million copies in print, Hank Hanegraaff's Bible Answer Books were born out of his many years of hosting the Bible Answer Man broadcast. He's taken his on-air answers to questions and chiseled them until only the gems emerge. Questions involving biblical interpretation, cults, science, ethics, apparent contradictions, and much more. This remarkable collection of concise answers is now even better. My goal, says Hank, is to take the complex and make it simple and memorable. Receive your copy of the complete Bible Answer Book Collector's Edition revised and updated as our thank you for your gift by calling 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support CRI's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit equip.org. That's equip.org. 
You've based your understanding of today's sensitive social issues on the Bible's truth. Mainstream culture not only sees these issues differently, but calls you bigoted for rejecting views they've deemed self-evident. So how do you witness Christ's love to those who write you off as hateful? Christians in a Cancel Culture by Joe Dallas breaks down how you can speak wisdom about politically charged and personal subjects with equal parts compassion and conviction. This book will prepare you to stay true to the Bible's views on sin, salvation, racism, gender identity, homosexuality, and abortion, while teaching you how you can sustain relationships with those who feel threatened by God's truth. To receive Christians in a Cancel Culture, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org. Now back to the Bible Answer Man broadcast and your host, Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. And just a few more verses before we get into Matthew chapter 12, where Jesus Christ reveals himself as the Lord of the Sabbath. So in the conclusion of Matthew chapter 11, uh, verses 25 through the end of the chapter, Jesus answers and says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. The question is, who are the wise and the prudent? And for that matter, why would God the Father hide the mysteries of the kingdom from them and instead reveal the mysteries of the kingdom to babes? The answer is simply this. It is because the wise and the prudent are only wise and prudent in the sense of their addiction to the fallen world order. In other words, they were addicted to the principles of the city of man rather than the principles of the kingdom, the city of God. And so it is a great mercy for God to withhold mysteries. For should God plainly reveal what people plainly disdain, the supposed prudent and wise, their condemnation would be all the greater. To babes, however, to those who do not lean upon their own understanding, the Father graciously reveals the principles of the kingdom. Even now, I, I think of the words of King Solomon, who said, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. As such... We learn that the fear of the Lord, the reverential awe of God, is the very fountainhead, the beginning of wisdom. And thus says Jesus, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Come to me, says Jesus. Come to me. 
All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So what is this yoke, this yoke that is easy, this burden that is light? This yoke is simply submission to the principles of the kingdom. When you submit yourself to the principles of the kingdom, God gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. This is precisely what Isaiah says. And he goes on to say, even the youths grow weary and tired, and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, well, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. St. Matthew here is contrasting the yoke of the Pharisees who impose burdens on people, burdens that they're unable to bear with a yoke that is anything but a burden. For the Pharisees, it was rule upon rule. It was regulations multiplied by regulations. It was law upon law. In contrast, the yoke of Christ is easy. The burden of Christ is light. For it is Christ in whom all the civil and ceremonial laws have found their home, have found their substance. Let's continue in Matthew chapter 12, where St. Matthew writes, At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And, and when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But Jesus said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and yet are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple, but if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into the synagogue, and behold, there was a man with a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And they asked him this because they wanted to accuse him. And then Jesus said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep and it falls into the pit on the Sabbath day? Wouldn't you lay hold of it and lift it out of the pit? Or how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And then he said to the man with the withered hand, Stretch out your hand. The man stretched out his hand, and it was restored as whole as the other hand. 
Then the Pharisees, they, they went out and plotted against him that they may destroy him. So Jesus does this incredibly powerful miracle in plain sight. And what is their reaction? They go out, they plot in order to destroy the Lord of glory. I, I quite frankly, love this passage for, for here once again we witness the brilliance of our Lord. The disciples, they pluck heads of grain to feed their hungry, and the Pharisees, rigid in their legalism, seize upon this perceived indiscretion to impugn the righteousness of the master teacher. Their claim, well, their claim is that the Sabbath was violated. Jesus, however, points to Israel's appointed king eating the showbread in the tabernacle and thus by doing so demonstrates that even the ceremonial laws were not unconditional in their application. That God cares far more for inward realities than for external observance of civil and ceremonial law. Is that not precisely what King David says himself? You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. But Jesus does not leave it there. He uses the pathetic argument of the Pharisees to demonstrate that he in his own person is the fulfillment of the Sabbath. The priest says Jesus do work on the Sabbath and yet are guiltless. Why? Because they are deemed to be serving the spiritual needs of the children of Israel. In other words, ceremonial laws quite obviously point to higher realities, and in this case, to the highest of all realities. The symbols of the Sabbath point to the substance of the Sabbath, which is fulfilled in the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus Christ himself. As Jesus himself put it, the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And as the Lord of the universe. Jesus instituted the Sabbath. Thus, Jesus quite obviously knows precisely what its intent is. To do good and to show mercy on the Sabbath is the intent. Moreover, to recognize Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath is its highest intent. So as to demonstrate unequivocally that he is indeed Lord, Jesus enters the synagogue and he heals the withered hand of a man there. And in doing that, Jesus demonstrates that it is indeed righteous to do good, to show mercy on the Sabbath. This healing alongside all the other signs Jesus has given should have been enough to break the stubborn heart of the Pharisees and teachers of the law for no mere man could ever do such a thing. The insolence of the Pharisees is underscored by Jesus who, who notes that they would rescue a sheep on the Sabbath but were unwilling to permit mercy in their midst. Mercy that quite obviously takes precedence over their concocted regulations and ritualistic observances. And I have to leave it there for now. But we're going to pick up again in Matthew chapter 12 next time 
right here on the Bible Answer Man broadcast. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Bible Answer Man broadcast. Look forward to seeing you next time with more of the show. You've been listening to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Hank Hanegraaff. We pray that today's program has deepened your understanding of Scripture and helped you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact CRI and order resources or partner with us financially, just go to equip.org. That's equip.org. Or call a resource consultant at 888-7274. You can also write to us at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, zip code 28271. The Bible Answer Man broadcast is supported by listeners like you. We're on the air because life and truth matter. Truth Matters, Life Matters More by Hank Hanegraaff is essentially two books in one. Because Truth Matters, Part 1 equips Christians to defend the essential truths of the historic Christian faith. In Part 2, Hank explains why life matters more and how we can experience the height of human existence, union with God in Christ. Simply put, the map is not the territory, the menu is not the meal. We cheat ourselves of authentic union with Christ when we elevate the message above the Messiah. Truth Matters, Life Matters More is a modern classic and the magnum opus of one of the great theological minds of our time. To receive Truth Matters, Life Matters More, simply call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift in support of the life-changing work of the Christian Research Institute. That's 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.